0: This is Movies, a podcast about the active of cinema, and with me today in what looks like Arkham Asylum is Hans. Hans, how are you doing? Welcome back to the show. Hans, you took a little vacation from the program.
1: Yeah, I just uh, I didn't <laughs> want to talk about Asian people, and then you make me talk about Asian people. And just...
0: Well, you watched a bunch of Asian movies. I mean, this wasn't yes. even really going to be a program we were going to do, at least for now. But I guess it kind of makes sense given that we, we uh, we're gonna cover deci- decision to leave, excuse me, the new Park Chan Wook film that was only released in Korea, and then you decided to uh, venture into the back catalog of Park Chan Wook films. This episode, e- episode is brought to you by Red Bull. By the way, Red Bull gives you wings.
1: Is that sugar? Is that sugar free?
0: That's sugar free. I can't have sugar. So why do you, you wanted you wanted to get into uh, Old Boy tonight? Why? Did I? You, you said <laughs> I mean, this was yes, your idea.
1: Yes, because yes, it's very good. <laughs> I uh, I still haven't seen that trilogy, um, but I think this, this is the only one of the three that I've seen multiple times. Uh, I might have seen, uh, what's it called? Mr. something, Vengeance? No, that's Lady Vengeance.
0: No, you're right. Uh, there's Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, and then there is also Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. OK. But I, that's just...
1: first. I might have seen the first, but it's it's been a while. Uh, when I was in college, I went through a run of just a lot of both Asian horror and just Asian movies, and I think that was one of them. But they all kind of blend together those years.
0: Yeah, I think I was introduced to Old Boy around two thousand five, two thousand six. I got I, I mentioned this on the last show, but it was um, around the time that I realized you could very easily place orders from amazon.com and get interesting movies that way so i had gotten a um like a bootleg chinese version of old boy that had like a printed up copy paper uh cover art and like a very cheaply done uh art, and that was my introduction to that movie
1: is that the dvds they sell on the street yeah someone just packed it up oh cool Mm -hmm. It's just a very flimsy, thin plastic.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I got it, I think, for like 15 or 16 bucks. And prior to that, uh, as far as like Asian films went or Asian cinema went, you know, I grew up with the Godzilla movies, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I had gotten into Battle Royale, got exposed to Tartan DVD that way. I think we might have talked about Tartan a little bit when we were talking about Audition last year, when we were covering that and uh, Battle Royale for the show. I don't remember going to freshen up my memory. Uh, they were just kind of like a niche DVD Fresh. distributor back Wait, is in that the... A, is
1: that a... Sorry. Is that a saying? Freshen up my... That's not... Is refresh my memory, right? It's refreshing. I'm, I'm extra foreign today. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> freshen up my memory. Sorry.
0: Go on. Uh, they were just a niche uh, distributor for DVDs, not dissimilar to Arrow or uh, Vinegar Syndrome, but they specialized in... Uh, weird Asian movies. And then at a certain point, they ran out of weird Asian movies to put out and tried to market, like they started falsely marketing foreign films as within that category or that genre of movie making. And they eventually lost their customer base because of that, because it was a little too spread out. So that was like an early aughts, I'd, I'd say up until about 2011 or 2012, they were still active. Uh, relic of physical media
1: do you own any of them still
0: yeah i still got my original uh battle royale uh dvd but also i think they might have put out a couple of blu-rays prior to arrow picking up the distribution because i did have a mr vengeance blu-ray that i believe they put out they might have just put out, put out the entire park chan wook vengeance trilogy as well so uh those are still out there you can still find them pretty easily but uh i did upgrade and get myself a 4k arrow blu-ray of old boy here which is packed with special features it was not released in the us as far as i know but every single 4k disc is region free so that's a neat little trick if uh if there's a movie that gets a 4k release let's say in uh france well you can buy it and you can probably watch it on your 4k blu-ray player if you decide to pick it up that's not the case with blu-ray
1: that wasn't a, with dvd you mean or, or, no, or no 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 with blu-ray, blu-ray also too. Have, oh is that that's just in the states right that restriction
0: no i mean if, if with dvd you had region one which was uh, exclusively north america and region two was uh, parts of europe and then region three i think might have been australia and then with um blu-ray region one was america and asia and region two or region b whatever was going to be europe so it was it kind of narrowed down a little bit for blu-ray and now with 4k it's like well, what's the point why are you going to region code it uh the only people buying this are collectors anyway so the market has shrunk so much that it doesn't make sense to incentivize it because different distribution rights for international blu-rays makes no sense now
1: right and that version that you have there where is that from that the cover is from? Uh, well, funny rating.
0: this is um so arrow has a thing and i used to criticize and i still will criticize arrow's horrible illustrated covers oh, yeah. their jsa <laughs> cover is pretty terrible too yeah but the one thing that they do that i really appreciate is that uh it's reversible mm-hmm. so you can you can uh just flip it inside out and they'll give you the original post right now it still has their you know, shitty, fruity, little rainbow barcode at the bottom here. I'm not a fan of that. I don't like the fact that it says Arrow Video. But as far as, um, you know, this movie goes, you cannot pick up a better copy than the Arrow 4K Blu-ray release of Old Boy. Uh, It might also have the the documentary Old Days, which is a, um, they go back to the locations where they shot Old Boy something like 15 years after the fact. And um, bring the actors out there and just talk about what it was like shooting the movie. And there's a lot of behind-the-scenes footage. There's different commentary tracks on the Blu-ray uh, with Park Chan-wook. So, you you know, you get a separate set of subtitles for that, essentially. Right,
1: I was going to ask, yeah, how do they mm-hmm. do that? So it's just what are different colors. So you got two sets of subtitles? Like, when yeah. you watch movies in those Saudi Arabian websites? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that
0: was the problem with Decision to Leave. Whenever the woman would speak Chinese, you'd have... The Korean subtitles over her and then the English subtitles that were on top of the Korean subtitles was fucking obnoxious.
1: The version I got only had one set of subtitles and I think it wasn't translated properly because a lot of the time it seemed like an Asian person translated it to like bad English. So a lot Mm -hmm. of the time I was just trying to figure out what they were trying to say and I couldn't couldn't tell if uh, the dialogue was just kind of dull or if they just didn't know how to translate it.
0: That happens. Well, I I don't even really know if Decision to Leave is out on like streaming in Korea or something. I don't know how this came out so early. It was only released in theaters in June. And it has yet to be uh, announced for for uh, theatrical screening or or online distribution in America yet. So I don't know. Uh,
1: Since I missed that episode, what you gave it? Oh, no, that's coming after this one, right?
0: No, 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 no. I mean, it would make sense. What we'll probably do is if we talk about enough of Park Chan-wook's movies, we'll do a compendium like how we did the Batman episode and how we'll okay. eventually do the M. Night Shyamalan uh, See, I don't really think we're going to go back to that. <laughs> I, don't know. I have Wide Awake, the Rosie O'Donnell one, still saved on here, but I have no interest in getting back to M. Night at this time. Is um, that
1: the f- his first movie that you sent me? I think I downloaded that on my computer a long yeah. time ago, and I just...
0: Yep, me too. I didn't, didn't know Rosie didn't, was. The star. Didn't even open it. She is. Yeah. Is,
1: is it Rosie playing the character from Riding the Bus with My Sister? God, don't I would that That's... would be
0: that would be a good compendium too. Is Wide Awake and People? <laughs> I'll just include that as a special feature, two hour special feature. Um, yeah. So all right. So how did you become aware of Old Boy? Because this movie had a reputation, I think, among film nerds, film snobs, around the time that it was released. And I remember hearing about it probably in like 2004, 2005, like literally right after it came out in theaters in Korea. Um, talk of the ending and how shocking it is or whatever. Right. Uh was definitely something that was gone on about.
1: Yeah, I think it was in school because I, I wasn't really exposed to, or, or wasn't that much of a movie nerd, I guess, at the time. Uh, I, as you know, as we've discussed before, I used to collect, rough Snyder dvds and mm-hmm. you know that type of uh early 2000s comedy so i wasn't very much into real movies i guess you can call them uh but uh a class in in college made me just watch a lot of classics and for whatever reason that one was in in one of the lists for lists for asian cinema uh and it's just great um i think uh it's uh what like two it's like two ten right the length of it like two hours and something, and uh it's just relentless like it's both though and 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 even though I missed the episode for for that movie i I didn't really care much for the decision to leave uh and rewatching this which i i did today um it's kind of more disappointing <laughs> than than it was when i when i watched it and i didn't have the the old boy memory so fresh because this one even though i did enjoy some of the editing uh and some of the shots some decision to leave it's very dull compared and i mean the story is like a you know it's like a romantic ish uh love story compared to this one which is i guess you could also say it's kind of a romantic story, uh, just taking the turn for the worst. But just the way that it's shot, it's so dynamic with everything he does. Uh, The camera, I don't think it ever stops moving, and if it does, it's very purposeful with with what it's trying to do. Uh, The transitions, I noticed this time more than than before because I was paying more attention. Um, I don't know, it's just... I can see why he's considered, you know, one of the greats because uh, just the, the craftsmanship that this movie has is really impressive.
0: Yeah, that is another thing about Decision to Leave that I also, similar to you, uh, found myself disappointed with is that it just didn't pack the same punch as old Boy. It seemed, I don't want to say it seemed uh style-less because he was certainly creative with the camera choices, but yeah. there's a certain visual texture that is found within this movie and a lot of his earlier films that that movie was just lacking and i don't even know why it was because if you look at the handmaiden i feel like that still has plenty of visual flair to every single frame that you see in the movie this one felt very stripped down did you also notice all the product placement that was in decision to leave The iPhone 13 was all over the place. And this bothered me. And I thought, am I just noticing this? Because I know he was paid earlier in the year to go shoot a short film with the iPhone 13, um, which he had done once before. There's a short film, I think, on like Tubi or something now. It was called Night Fishing. It was released in theaters in Korea. It's only about 30 minutes. It's got one of his go-to actors in that film. Um, And it was shot with the brand new iPhone 4. And that movie also has plenty of texture to it. It looks kind of horrible at points, but it looks interesting, you know? And um, he did one that was kind of like a period piece released earlier this year, and I didn't find that interesting or entertaining at all. And it had a very kind of bland surface level, like color tone and everything else, not dissimilar to this movie, uh, Decision to Leave. My biggest problem with Decision to Leave was... The fact that all of the ideas and the tropes that he's dealing with in that movie, he did better in all of his earlier movies, hmm. including Old Boy. I, but I think it really overlapped most with Thirst, the vampire movie. I don't have you seen Thirst before?
1: No, not yet. I, I, I have it in my list. It's, seven.
0: it's one of his better ones. When we get around to that, that'll be a that'll probably be a treat or. A, from what I can remember anyway, uh, and also Stoker, which I think is a lesser film of his. And still, I, I think that movie feels more fulfilling than, than what Decision to Leave came up with. Now, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I just, it, it, see, with Old Boy, I, I don't notice the length because there's so many things happening story-wise and, and visually speaking in every scene that you're just glued to the screen the uh, decision to leave there there was times where i was just or uh, it got to a point where i would have just lost me and i was like i really don't care what happens like it's it's whatever it's fine um it was i feel like it was very repetitive too with with things so like something would happen and then oh no who did it oh this person did it oh i'm a cop so she can do it and (laughs) that happened like i don't know three or four times throughout the movies as well by the third time i was like all right like i anything else? Like, are you just going to continue doing this? Uh, And I was waiting for that twist at the end or something. And then it just ended. And I was like, oh, well, this is a mid-movie from him. Which is still better than most movies that come out. But it was kind of disappointing. Especially uh, after The Handmaiden, which I thought was visually really impressive too uh and and story-wise but yeah it just it, it kind of felt like like when they bring a nation director to to direct american movies and they're just like oh well i can see his skill but you know it just for whatever reason doesn't work
0: uh were you by any chance uh familiar with the old boy manga that this movie is based on
1: yeah i've seen some of it um why
0: well we're, we're going to be talking about Old Boy tonight right. I think it's pertinent uh I haven't read any of it I just know that he has a giant potato nose in that yeah. manga he has a ridiculous looking nose can we just pull that out yeah. he looks like one of those monkeys with uh you know that that big uh floppy sausage size there you go all right maybe i embellished it a little bit maybe i no, misremembered you didn't. it he's no, got he a did. schnoz Look at <laughs> Wow, what a cool guy! Um, okay, I have. Oh, everyone yeah. has a
1: schnoz. Apparently, <laughs> it's, <just like> a, <laughs> it's an artist's decision.
0: Uh, this is a Japanese manga, and uh, it's—I don't know—I think it's interesting that the Japanese and Koreans are rivals in life, and they got to adapting Old Boy before anyone Japanese. I think it probably would have been a piece of shit movie if someone Japanese had helmed it first.
1: They definitely not make it better. And uh, I think Spike Lee proved that 10 years later. Well, we'll, years we'll, later. we'll
0: get into that. It was 10 years. It was 10 years to the day, and we're about to get 10 years to the day of that next year. You know, they are uh, restoring Old Boy to put it out in theaters next year, and they're doing that uh, throughout Western cinemas.
1: What, the Spike Lee one?
0: Yeah, they should do that, too. No, they, listen... <laughs> <laughs> There's some things to talk about with that Spike Lee version. Uh, Spike, I have a. We'll save that. Let's table that for now. There's a lot there. Uh, what do you What do you think about this actor Choi Min Sik? We were talking a little bit on I think the angst episode we recorded about how he is the uh, the Matt Damon of Korea.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's Goodwill Hunting in Korea. He's very very expressive. Uh, and and i think he he is he's very good at um staying within the lines of um over the top and cartoony and not crossing over that um i i uh in this rewatch i realized how close the story of this character is to the um much beloved uh, squid games main character story at, at least from at the beginning where he's you know he's calling his daughter right on the phone mm. it's his birth her birthday and he has a present for her but he's kind of a mess and a drunk he's uh, been arrested uh the biggest difference well with along with everything that happens in the story uh that character was very cartoony to me that that character was a little bit more difficult to believe that he would have gone through everything he went through and then end up the way he ended up with that pink hair uh this character the the change that he goes through throughout the movie after being put in pretty much solitary confinement for 15 years makes more sense to me. Uh, and they, uh, they did such a great way, a uh, great job at um, setting everything up that was going to happen later. So the training, uh, you know, uh, the TV he watched and everything that affected him in those 15 years, he used all of those elements with everything he did outside. Uh, so everything had like a little setup uh, that you don't really think about because you're just seeing a guy, you know, isolated in a what looks like a hotel room. But then at the end, they all end up becoming part of the story or part of who he is, not just, you know, he sat there and he was traumatized for a little bit. And now let's forget about that. It, it's like a, a factor that that it's important for the rest of the story. And I, I also really like how that rounded up at the end with. With the dog thing, it's very humiliating end- mm. ending for him. Um, and uh, if you go a little bit into the what the Squid Game character is, it's like it, it kind of starts similar, where he's just uh, a, a kind of a loser, kind of a, a mess, kind of a trying to be a good dad but doesn't know how. Uh, and then just everything that happens is it's it's a lot more. I, I don't want to say over the top because after everything that happens to, to the old boy character. Um, it's, it's difficult to say that it's, it's hard to believe but uh, I, I, I feel like his transformation into what ended up happening at the end do- doesn't fit as well as it does with this character in old boy.
0: Well, I also don't think there's as dramatic of a transformation between uh, that protagonist in squid game and what happens to uh, uh, Odesu in in Old boy because he becomes a completely different person basically within like 30 minutes of the film and then by the end of the film there's a bit of a retraction from that into his his previous self um but altered uh yeah and and, i don't know have you gone back to squid game since it came out i've been curious to check it out and see if i like it as much now that we actually have some like good movies and and yeah. Well, not really TV shows. But we've got some good movies uh, to, to hold in context as opposed to... Squid Game came out, I think, in September 2021. That yeah. was a pretty... Nothing, yeah. it was, You know, we were still getting back. It wasn't as bad as 2020, but it was definitely not uh, all that well-rounded as far as media content went. Um, and I'm also...
1: Yeah. Do you think it would have been as big as it was if we weren't all stock? Um...
0: Well, we weren't really... I mean, I guess it depends on what state you were in at yeah. that time, right? Uh, maybe not. I think that the audience certainly would have uh, fr- fractured a bit. And uh, people who maybe weren't as open to checking out a show completely done in Korean probably wouldn't have given it a look. Right. But I still think it would have been a thing. I think it would have been critically well-received.
1: So what you're saying is that if we were in in lockdown uh, during COVID, then they probably wouldn't have Funko Pops right now.
0: Exactly. That's <laughs> that's that's probably a good assumption to make. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I
1: didn't like it that much to begin with. I think uh, it was kind of like a three out of five for me. Especially, I I, I really didn't like how it ended. Um, and I'm not really looking forward to the new one which i'm I'm sure we're gonna have to do just to just because of the i guess pop culture knowledge of what happens but well wait, hold
0: on what what did you not like about the ending uh the character the main
1: character i just i never liked him throughout this the story I just thought he was an annoying loser, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want him to win, and then at the end he wins and then he becomes whatever that is at the end i I just I don't know i See, I I,
0: I didn't mind that because, all right, if Squid Game, and I probably said this, you can probably go back to our Squid Game episode with Dakota Proctor, and I will probably have said verbatim what I'm about to say. If Squid Game had been made in America, the ending would not have been, as far as his victory goes, spoilers for those who didn't watch Squid Game and (laughs) were intending on it. Uh, the main character wins the Squid Game. Wow, what a surprise. Surprise. If this was an American production, he would not have won it. The girl would have won it, and he would have had a noble, dignified death at the end of it.
1: Or a pretend death that is revealed at the end that he's not dead. Right, because
0: they would have season two in mind. They would be thinking, all right, well, we have to have him come back for the next season, and there will be like a little uh, uh, you know, teaser that maybe he's alive, maybe he's dead. And of course he's going to be alive. I thought the ending was very satisfying because it did play it straight and, uh, it didn't really seem like it was too hung up on that next season or whatever the series was going to be because they weren't precious with their characters. They killed off so many good characters, so many well-rounded characters, even like midway through the series so I I didn't mind that and I thought all right well if this is going to be our guy fine that's 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 fair enough the old guy being like a jigsaw style villain yeah. uh I you know anyone who uh is well versed on media got a sense that there was something going on with his character from the get-go yeah. uh I didn't really mind that too much but um I don't know, I don't have too many complaints about that. I'm not interested really in seeing a season two because I think they can only ruin it and spoil what was good about it. And uh, even if they decide to have it take place in the past with that famous actor they got involved, uh, what was he, he was in like The Man From Nowhere or uh, maybe he was in um, I Saw the Devil. Was he the guy in that movie?
1: Oh, the detective?
0: Not the detective, the guy who was running the squid game. The detective died. didn't he see that's i don't even
1: that's that's how great my memory is Uh, the detective i
0: think was looking for his older brother right and his older brother turned out to be the guy running the squid game
1: right yeah uh what's his name uh lee Byung hun
0: oh i thought it was patrick duffy from television step by step america's favorite tv series
1: is he still alive Patrick I'm Duffy. sure he's fine. I'm sure he's doing sure they, well. Should sure they search what he looks like now, just like they did with Helen Hunt?
0: Yeah. He could uh, be a good old boy, oh Desu. Patrick Duffy. <laughs> and it turns out the twist is he's fucking the daughter from step by step.
1: Which one?
0: I don't know. Do which him? who's the best looking one?
1: I don't remember. It was two of them, wasn't it? They were children,
0: Hans. You shouldn't be thinking about children that way. Don't set me up <laughs> like that.
1: You're tricking me, you, you trickster. uh That was my like,
0: nickname back in high school. Is the trickster because I look like Mark Hamill. Okay. Yeah,
1: he he looks alright, but can we? And I hope this is. I'm not being like mean, but is that his wife? Is that his I, son? I I don't know. There's something wrong with that boy.
0: It looks like Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Fuck. He looks like a puppet. Looks like a marionette. Jesus Christ. What's going on with her face? I don't know.
1: She's, 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 um, stains or, Uh, that's his word, I'm sure. His partner? My
0: bad. Business partner?
1: Wow. Yeah. Anyway, Patrick Duffy new old boy that's uh who would you, <laughs> who would you have uh chosen to remake old boy uh that for a director yeah let's say the spike lee remake didn't exist and uh you were in charge of whatever company made it i don't remember um they were like all right you have to hire a director to bring this so one of the most famous most celebrated korean movies of all time make it american now Hmm. so i so you can't say like people that were still good i don't know 10 years ago and not doing anything now it has to be someone modern
0: has to be somebody modern huh um let me get back to you on that do you have an answer
1: tarantino (laughs) i just i'm just saying that just because of that comment that i just remember someone made uh on our video about how um uh jordan is kind of a hack and i think we couldn't think of anyone and we just said Tarantino and someone in the comments was like oh why guys Tarantino is the only one that exists blah 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 <laughs> whatever and it's like guys I, I just have about memory i just couldn't think of anyone
0: you know uh after the whole so the, the we put up a jordan peel clip and we will have wolfman were we supposed to have wolfman tonight
1: no, oh i thought no for oh, no 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 thursday. that was th-
0: that's thursday i got moved yeah. okay all right Phew. We're going to have, uh, we're not going to have Jordan Peele on here. We're going to have Detective Wolf, a bigger name, Detective Wolfman will be joining us to talk about Nope, which you fell asleep in the middle of. Yep. What about Jordan Peele directing, old boy? Hmm. Hmm.
1: How do you think he would change it? There would be no incest, I'm sure.
0: No, I think he, w- I think he would do all the same things as Spike Lee did. Make the same mistakes, but in a different way. But anyway, my point was uh, we put up a clip of the Jordan Peele show that you're now referencing that got a bunch of flack and got passed around Facebook, and people had a problem with that. And then when the Mass State Lottery trailer dropped, I got a comment in the comment section that came up. I think it got spam filtered out. Uh, It said, hey, this trailer looks cool, but you're a a fucking racist piece of shit. (laughs) So, <laughs> just like, all right. I hope you still watch. Thank, thanks, <laughs> for thanks, thanks for watching. Thank, yeah. thank you for liking and subscribing.
1: Whatever you feel so. about me, that's fine. Just, just watch it.
0: And I was the most generous to Jordan Peele on that entire panel. That was all you and Wolfman with the yeah.
1: slurs. I don't, I don't know what you mean. I don't remember. It never happened. I Have a very selective know. memory for the bad things I say. I didn't even say anything bad. I just
0: no. Nobody actually said anything bad on that. But you know how reactive people get. If you say anything that decries the legend of Jordan Peele, yeah, well, it can were... only be motivated by one thing.
1: They're calling me racist, and then they called me white. Called you white boy. I was like, what the hell? Shut up, you cracker ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what? okay, I'm <laughs> over here. Not even. It's just you guys. I don't even know Wolf, Wolf- Wolfman's. Uh...
0: No, I don't know where you heard Wolfman was a POC. Wolfman, I've been told Wolfman looks like Tom Selleck.
1: Right, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure he does, yeah. That's why he hides his face. Yeah. No, I think it was Cisco who told me that. He was probably intoxicated
0: or something. Of course he was. <laughs> How about, how's about, you know, I don't want to say Safty Brothers, but I feel like they could pull it off. Um, How about you? How about me? Yeah. Would you uh, would you dare Yeah, I would do it. I would do it. Of course I would. Someone a... offers you Old Boy, you're going to say no to Old Boy. Spielberg said yes to Old Boy. So, oh, yeah. I don't Listen. imagine what that would look like. Um, I th- All right, well, here's the big thing. I haven't ever thought about who should be a good American director for that film. My only thought was I think Gary Oldman would be perfect as the Oedesu character i
1: think if it was a steven spielberg movie he probably would have gotten um ty sheridan to play the
0: that's david gordon green's (laughs) old boy
1: yeah what is it i'm so separated from everything that or anything that uh spielberg has done since wow minority report No, Catch Me If You Can was really You would have
0: Ansel Elgort as old boy. Michael Mann's old boy. Uh, That would not be good, but it would be interesting.
1: It would be better than Spielberg's old boy.
0: I'm trying to peek at my Blu-ray shelf and just come up with director's names from here. Abel Ferrara's
1: old boy is horny. Oh, God. That sounds like it would be good in the (laughs) 80s. I don't think it would be now.
0: Paul Schrader's old boy. Tim Burton's old boy. Tim
1: Burton's old boy
0: james gunn's old boy oh the
1: Why jokes. Not? oh what am i here oh i'm by myself throwing williams i'm yeah. <laughs> i'm alone <laughs> in, a, in a hotel it's not really a hotel what is yeah spielberg i don't i don't, I don't know no i i appreciate what he did in the 80s uh in 90s i just like is anyone still excited about Going to see a Steven Spielberg movie in 2022?
0: I've seen a lot of people post and they went to go see a Steven Spielberg movie this week in the theater. Jaws? Jaws in IMAX.
1: That sounds... I don't know how I feel about that. Was it all just stretched up? <laughs> Why I don't they know. do that with the film? Because I'm sure you can do whatever with the film prints, but... I mean, I guess... It depends that... on
0: what the master is. If it's 2K then it probably doesn't look amazing. It's not taking up the entire IMAX screen, I'll tell you that right now. Even if it's 4K, it's not. Um, If it's one of these like IMAX at your local AMC theater screens, then um, my guess is it probably looks a, a fair chunk better than whatever you're going to see that's going to be screened in DCP or whatever the hell that format is that's digital. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to be that big of an improvement. I think it's just a spectacle of, hey, we can see Jaws in the theater.
1: Yeah. That, I guess that would make it worth it. I saw it at a beach and that was terrible because the sound was horrible.
0: Yeah. Uh, Outdoor screenings are never good. It's yeah. always like a cool idea in theory. Like, oh, we can go to the park or a rooftop or something. We'll go see Bugsy Malone. And then uh, it sucks.
1: They just expect you to be drunk, I think, so you don't right. mind as much. Kind of like the drive-in. I don't. I drive-ins are cool in theory, but then you go and then the speaker that they put next to your window is so shitty and small and sounds like crap, and mm-hmm. and the screen is really far away or just doesn't look right because it's not lit properly. I feel the same way about yeah outdoor screenings. They have a. Uh, Like an outdoor theater here that I've been wanting to check out. But now that I think about it, it's probably, yeah, it's probably not going to be. Probably
0: fucking sucks. You should never go to that. Yeah. That's what I think. Martin Scorsese's old boy. Someone's backyard. With DiCaprio as old boy.
1: I don't know. I don't know. No, with uh, De Niro playing old boy. They're they're both old boy.
0: That's the time that passes.
1: But his face is uh, digitally adjusted, so he looks younger and his body's still old. So then you have that fighting scene. (laughs) (laughs) It would be like a PlayStation 2 game. (laughs) Just very old. Given those, uh, those, uh... fuck, what is the Netflix movie? With kicks that are very funny?
0: Bird Box.
1: Yes, when he's kicking the bird box. <laughs> uh, with his little legs, uh, just that, but kicking a bunch of Asian people in a, a hallway. With his you know who could do that fight scene,
0: that fight sequence masterfully, and even better than Park Chan Wook, Zack Snyder. That's yeah.
1: who. <laughs> yes, didn't you see it on, on on Deadpool? They did it better there. Deadpool. I remember, I remember people. No, that, have not Deadpool. A... Um, Daredevil.
0: Daredevil, which I one? At
1: Daredevil, the first season did a did a scene that was very similar. An homage, a people, yeah, yeah. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's better than the." It's like, no, it's it's it was well done, but it so was okay. fine.
0: He was he was they were cheating it because he was going in and out of doors and and yeah. whatever, which means you can cut, and they didn't cut with this. They they maybe did like a seamless something. I don't know. I think it was all one take. Um, it looks it. Yeah.
1: It doesn't look like there's any tricks. Like you just There's said. no like, Birdman trickery
0: in this movie where yeah, they fade like, in, fade out
1: carefully. It's like, oh, we're staring at a wolf for two seconds. That's odd, this one shot.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is a great movie. I think that this might be one of my top 10 or 5, 15 favorite movies of all time, perhaps. I think there's definitely a... Um, an argument to be made that it might be the best Korean film or certainly one of the top five Korean films. I don't think people are talking about Korean cinema without this movie coming along. Um, Because what, I mean, what was really going on prior to this film? Memories of Murder was maybe the same year. And I don't think people were talking about that in the same way that they were discussing Old Boy. Old Boy's ending made it more of a, a cultural... Yes. talking point among film nerds
1: yeah i don't i don't know i'm not again at the time when this came out i was a young lad that enjoyed no you weren't enjoyed rob schneider and set rogan movies
0: what is rob schneider's best movie starring yes his his movie that he starred in that's a rob schneider vehicle
1: stand the guy that goes to jail. <laughs> I don't think that's the name of the movie. What? <laughs> it's called... Uh, what, it, didn't he make a movie where he goes to jail or something? When he was still trying to make comedies in like 2010 and
0: nobody cared. Big you know, Stan. Big Stan. With Big Stan. No, never. Never heard of Big Stan. Let, let me, can I see the cover art to this thing? If I went to Blockbuster in 2010, what am I looking at on the shelf? Oh,
1: 2007's Big Stand. 6.1 he...
0: IMDB rating. It's very generous. It's uh, more than the Lord of the They got David Carradine. Yep. Before he hilariously died. Sally Kirkland. Uh, Richard Kind. Wow. Yes, Emmett Walsh. They got M. Richard Emmett Real. Walsh.
1: Real. How do you say his name? Ray- Rayleigh. Riley. Riley. Brandy Couture. Jeff Leave wrote it oh he directed it that's very good i've never seen this movie by the way (laughs) i just remember the cover i remember seeing the the dvd you know it's like oh it's a movie about a little guy getting you know what in jail
0: uh he's been in the news lately have you heard rob schneider's making waves with snl saying oh they'll never come back now they'll never rebound after the hillary clinton piano yeah you waited fucking what seven years (laughs)
1: a very original uh, talking point from 2016 that's mm-hmm. uh, very good that's um, but you know why
0: that is i think he's going to get signed to a daily wire show soon
1: are they making shows or like a podcast they're going to give him a podcast where he talks i'm going to break
0: i'm going to break a scoop that has nothing to do with that right okay. now because i didn't do that on the last show but here's a little scoop here's something i've heard this is another one i don't know it might be out there already uh i heard that they're courting Nick Pizzolatto for a western show called uh, *The Grass Rifles*.
1: How do you feel about that?
0: I don't really care. I don't I don't. I don't. I'm over westerns. I mean, westerns as a genre are big right now, but it's kind of tapped out because nobody's done it well. I mean, I guess people really love Yellowstone, but I couldn't really do get into that though? show. Do yeah. they? Or is that
1: one of those things where it's like, well, it's right wing, so we have to like it.
0: But it's not. Kevin Costner was on the set saying I love Liz Cheney. He had a shirt oh, yeah. that said I heart Liz Cheney. I sent that to Cisco and he didn't reply back to me.
1: <laughs> He stopped talking
0: to you. <laughs> that was oh, the last but... time we spoke to him.
1: <laughs> he's like, "Why are you photoshopping this me? You're trying to upset me." <laughs> he would never uh, wear this. No, but uh but that's how he's marketed though, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's blue collar, you know, he's got a farm and horses, so mm-hmm. Americana, right? Yeah. So I so... feel like there's a there's a a segment of the population that has to like it or thinks that has they have to say that they like it just for that reason alone uh,
0: getting back to old, oh here's the other scoop here's the other scoop this has nothing to do with anything maybe it goes along with the zach snyder talk i was getting into before uh so we did an episode i did an episode you weren't there you weren't co-host yet oh. uh on spawn The 1997 film. Were you co-host on that?
1: I don't think so, no.
0: I think you were a guest on that show. Was I? Yeah, we did two hours on Spawn, and it got cut up into two parts. Here's what I've heard, because I had... uh, You know, we were talking um, about Joker Folly Adieu with Monkey Jones and with Kino not long ago for the show that was on Space Cop, which... Apparently, the people on Monkey Jones's YouTube channel are not don't give a fuck what any of us think about SpaceCov. I couldn't believe uh, that this is like the dud of a of an episode for Izikino. Um Hardly any views or comments on that one. Very unlike Monkey Jones's channel. So damn, that's unfortunate. But here, here is what I've heard. I have heard. I've gotten intel that there is a Spawn movie that is indeed coming, even though we haven't heard anything about it. last thing we heard was that Jamie Foxx was cast as Spawn and Todd McFarlane was going to direct it. And he was writing the script and he had written like 20 scripts over 25 years of what this Spawn reboot, sequel, whatever it might be, is. I have heard that within the past couple of years, um, since Joker basically Todd Phillips and whoever Todd Phillips writing partner is on that uh, on that film Joker are involved with Spawn and are shepherding that uh, now with Todd McFarlane and with Jamie Foxx. So those are the people that are working on that movie at this time. I don't think anywhere is talking about this at the moment. So hopefully my source doesn't get mad at me for spilling the beans on this. I don't even know if we'll post this as like a clip but uh that's that's what's happening right now and um i wanted to get your reaction to that hans well
1: uh that spawn movie is a piece of shit but it's an enjoyable piece of shit because of how much of a piece of shit it is
0: the 97 one
1: yeah um i was just looking up todd mcfarlane mcfarlane eh, McFar- whatever uh to see if he's written anything that's been turned into a movie and Everything is just, you know, he created Spawn, he created Venom, uh, and, and, and that's it. So I, You know,
0: I've also heard he's taking over DC Comics.
1: That would be cool.
0: That with the uh, Discovery merger, they want mm-hmm. him to um, start printing their comic books.
1: Just turn it into late 90s or 90s MTV animation i think it could
0: be interesting if he's at yeah. the helm of that and uh, i don't hate this this todd phillips and I, the other guy's name isn't coming to mind at the moment unfortunately uh i don't mind them being involved with that spawn movie at all uh i think that's probably only going to help the end quality as opposed to an unproven todd McFarlane at the helm as director by himself
1: is it scott silver
0: i believe so it might be
1: did eight mile the fighter finest hours and joker mud squad um i i i want to see what they do with this fun movie um i feel like now you have the technology where you're able to maybe those do something that doesn't look like a playstation one game and that's being generous
0: well i will Uh, in 20 years i mean at the at the time that spawn movie came out that was cutting edge special effects
1: yeah should i pull something up from that movie
0: yeah, go ahead. Have at it. What,
1: what's the monster called? The, the monster that's in hell?
0: Violet, um, Malbogia. Oh, right. I'm is the, the devil, devil but I, you might be thinking about Violator. Violator is what clown turns... They should just get John Leguizamo back. Who are you well, casting as the clown in 2022?
1: Someone fat. So he's not stealing... Josh Gabb. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, let's take a look at this. Here it is. Ooh, ooh, that was yeah. yeah. Th- this is the part of the movie that held up the least. <laughs> is it literally looks like the opening to a PlayStation One game? It is terrible, and they like cloned Spawn over and over and over. I think it was like a hundred, a thousand, two thousand. Five million spawns in hell that all look the same, and we're doing like the same oh, yeah, repetitive yeah. actions, you know. Anyway, that'll be yeah, great.
1: I, this one, this is what you're talking about. Uh, yes, that would, that would be it. <laughs> wow, yeah, I, I haven't revisited this movie since uh, we did that episode, which I was apparently a guest on that I don't remember. <laughs> uh, for... Uh, obvious reasons, I think this this um, this is not one of those enjoyable '90s superhero movies like, well, Blade. I was trying to think of. Which... Have you gone back to Blade? No, and I think it's probably for the best. I don't, I don't. I, I can imagine the little quips and the little very '90s dialogue that it probably has, where I'll probably hate it. So I'd rather. Keep it at that just as i'm as i'm not interested in whatever they're doing with the new pg-13 uh blade not like, they? Uh, uh, maybe Ali, maybe was. this was like a
0: troll article or something but i read it's being called the blade oh. yeah right. i i might be checking out the crow i haven't uh watched the crow in a long period of time but i was in the mood to give it another look because the older guy that's in nope that abruptly kills himself for no reason. Spoilers. um, Yeah. Is the the main bad guy from The Crow with Brandon Lee. So uh, also that's an Alex Proyas movie. Mm. And he is chock full of stuff. Maybe he should do the old boy American remake, take two.
1: How many Crow movies are there?
0: Too many. Eddie Furlong was in The Crow as The Crow. No way. Yes. In, I think, the second or third one
1: oh why is this in spanish uh because you're spa you're, you're hate, in a spanish country dude, i hate that so much because it doesn't matter how many times i set the settings in english every time i open a new tab every results in spanish and they're never helpful because they're, they don't have the same information uh should we do uh i'm afraid of saying this if you're gonna say
0: a crow retrospective <laughs> i don't have net listen i haven't seen any of the sequels i've hardly seen the first movie i don't know anything about the comic book i know more about like the onset uh uh accidental death more yeah. than anything else as far as the crow goes um but maybe it's, there's four movies and they're the remaking it
1: city of angels the crow stairway to heaven oh no wait that was a 1998 canadian television series starring yep. mark the Dac- hmm so he's Asian. Uh we also mentioned him on that uh on that episode that we did on um with Wolfman on uh, the keep, remember? That's right. Uh there's the well, Crow Salvation, which was, was,
0: was that the one with Edward Furlong? One of them is the guy from the first Paul Thomas Anderson uh Resident Evil film and uh sorry, Paul W. S. Anderson Resident Evil film. And the other was Eddie Furlong. <laughs> No,
1: that's the fourth one. That's called The Crow Wicked Prayer. That sounds so,
0: perfect for so Edward Furlong.
1: Stars Tara Reed and David Borianis. Borean- wow. What year is that? 2005.
0: Okay, so they were both down on their luck in 2005 because they aged out of doing teen movies and TV shows.
1: Oh, I Jeez. Okay, let me just share that. That's the
0: same year as Batman Begins. So this is what Batman Begins competition was in 2005 for superhero movies. Um, this is like Lords of Chaos. Oh, hey, well, you know what? He wasn't fat or that fat yet. No. He's losing his neck a little bit. His jawline's disappearing. But. Uh,
1: but he just looks like a like a goth high schooler. That's not very threatening looking, you know? This is not instilling fear on anyone. It's they just like,
0: meh. Yeah, that's rough. That's Brian Peppers.
1: <laughs> I want to see... Oh, there's David. Looking chunky.
0: Yeah, he looks be- like beefy, but not in a healthy way. And then okay. T- Tara Reed. We should do that one. <laughs> we
1: should... Do- I wonder if it's bad enough for a Civic TV episode.
0: I bet you it is. I bet you it's horrible. Uh, I just watched all the American pie theatrical films, uh, recently in terror and terror. Uh, uh, excuse me. Tara Reed is in three out of four of those. The and one by, the, the, what by movies? the American pie film oh, series, yeah. not yeah. the direct to DVD band camp and, and, uh, all those horrible. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 0% for the crow <laughs> with Edward Furlong. Uh, no. Fred Topple says, well, it's better than Crow 3. They got Dennis Hopper for this movie.
1: Dennis Hopper. You got Danny Trejo.
0: Whew. Okay. Um, Macy Gray. Macy Gray is in the movie.
1: <laughs> we should write to download this movie. I think that I is a
0: big-time uh, Civic TV season 3 pick right there. We got to get back to Old Boy so we can... Uh, kibosh this episode and get into old boy 2013 so I want to also talk about uh, some of the other actors that are in this film most notably the man who plays the antagonist Um, I think that guy is uh, terrific Mm -hmm. in his role in this movie and I also think that uh, the the girl who plays his love interest her character name is escaping me at the moment Mito? Yes Uh, very kind of predictable in that kind of character, also good. But one of my favorites, one of my favorite side characters in this film who pops up in a lot of Park Chan-wook's movies and got in trouble, he got Me Too'd, that happened in Korea as well, he got Me Too'd, uh, is a dude who has his mouth all fucked up. And he's got a disgusting big black mole that's like right here. On his face, right above his lip in his so mustache like line.
1: This mm-hmm. gigantic Jake like pimple that I have going on right now. This is what, <laughs> what happens when I talk shit. You know, I mentioned hey. it, what, two episodes ago? I think yeah. you mentioned my. I brought it up, yeah. That yeah. you
0: badmouth Jake's. I, uh, I was shaming him face. to his
1: face about his gigantic pimple. And then two days ago, I woke up and I had this on my face. And I'm like, I'm 36 years old. What is. What You're at? lucky
0: that your camera is uh, yeah. uh not good quality because you can't really see it. Yeah. But, true. uh, maybe in the oh, edit i'll just zoom in so that's what's the only thing in focus right just you, that
1: you notice at the beginning but when my screen was very dark you couldn't see it there there you <laughs> go just, just stay just away from the no camera move. uh yeah it's it's pretty horrible my no, girlfriend should... was like should i put some makeup on it?" i was like no that's worse because even if, if Lorez finds out that i'm wearing makeup <laughs> to record this because of my pimple that's never gonna you know
0: Well, it would be good if you had, like, a camera that was as high definition as my camera is. Because then we would see the makeup, and you would just look like you have a lump on your face. And it wouldn't even look like a pimple. it just looked like a boulder. Like, you have to go see Dr. Pimple Popper. She's going to extract something, like a lipoma or whatever the fuck, from your face. That's what this is, I think. Oh, Jesus. Just spaghetti.
1: Just squeeze spaghetti out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the guy's the mole guy uh, doesn't even just type
0: in mole guy find out let's see he got in trouble kind of recently and he doesn't pop up in and this was another problem of mine with decision to leave you don't have any of his regular cast of characters in that film um, the only person who is uh, really one of his holdovers is dead at the beginning of that movie and it's the bodyguard from this movie the uh, Mm gray-haired bodyguard of the antagonist in the film is the husband that the um the female lead kills off and you only know that because he's the lock screen uh photograph posing with her
1: right mr han in the movie wait is it because he's it's not in his imdb it's not,
0: maybe it was just a photo then. Maybe he maybe wasn't just, like the dead body. Cause I don't think you see the dead body's face, but he's the guy on the lock screen.
1: Or maybe just that comment on YouTube was right.
0: Yeah, maybe he's just racist. <laughs> maybe
1: you just think they're all the same. Yeah, no, it's not his credits, so I don't know. Uh, the last movie he made is called, Okay Madame from 2020, playing a congressman, oh.
0: The Me Too guy with a lump on his face.
1: No, the the bodyguard. The bodyguard, yeah, Kevin I Costner. Still, I still don't know what this guy's the other guy's name is because, you know, all the names are Korean and all the character names are also Korean, so <laughs> it doesn't say mole guy. Um, so I and they don't have pictures, so so that guy he was very good, very disgusting. Uh, but anyway, the,
0: the the point I did want to get at real quick about decision to leave, not even old boy. Uh, They have the the guy who is the person who is suspected being a serial killer from Memories of Murder as the protagonist in Decision to Leave. I found that guy remarkably uncharismatic compared to certainly Choi Min-sik as Odesu in this film. And then probably any other Park Chan-wook movie uh, where it's an assortment of characters, but he just was a charisma vacuum. He was like a sad sack, of a ca- which fits what he was going for, but he didn't really bring anything else to that to keep you locked in on his character between those moments where he was caught between a rock and a hard place. Wait, that's the guy from Squid Game? Who? No, 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 not Squid Game. I said Memories of Murder.
1: No, but you said he's the main character on, on Decision to Leave.
0: Yes. That's him, isn't he? He's it? on Squid Game as well?
1: Oh, no, never mind. I don't know why he's top build over here. Um He he was just like like you said, just like a sad sack that mm-hmm. I didn't really want to root for. Uh he was kind of just a very pathetic character that I don't know. I guess uh that was one of the biggest issues that you know I, I don't I don't care what happens to him and I don't care that he's putting all those people in peril just because he's horny for this lady. Uh <laughs> it's like all right, I have what what else are we gonna get from this and i yeah it's i i found it very difficult to connect with anything that was happening other than some of the visuals from Mm -hmm. it
0: now let me ask you something how many of park chan wook's movies do you think you've seen just off the top of your head you've seen this one you saw sympathy for mr vengeance you saw the handmaiden decision to leave
1: yeah i've seen uh let me see
0: Snowpiercer was that him he produced that movie that was a bong jun ho film though
1: i've seen stoker i've mm-hmm. seen i'm a cyborg but that's okay
0: you've seen that's, most of them you've seen all of them except for a couple
1: yeah i i still haven't seen joint security area i have it but i haven't mm-hmm. uh don't know what 60 seconds of solitude in year zero
0: that's uh i think that's a documentary short he did for an anthology and he also did a short for three extremes and um there's another one also another anthology a horror anthology where I caught his contribution. What's that? If you were me? It might have been that, yeah.
1: most acclaimed filmmakers, explore the nature of discrimination in this provocative anthology.
0: I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what I saw.
1: Uh, Have you seen The Little Drummer Girl?
0: You know what, Plain Archive just announced that they're gonna release the director's cut uh, Blu-ray of that, and I watched the first episode of it. It has Florence Pugh, Jerry's favorite. (laughs) Um, and uh, Michael Shannon and Alexander Skarsgård. And I thought the first episode of that show was, well, I thought he directed the actors better than he did in Stoker, based mm-hmm. off the one episode. But I haven't seen the entire series. It didn't really hold my attention. I'm not, like, a big fan of John Le Um I don't know. I will get around to watching it, because I'm going to buy that set. Uh, I will eventually get around to watching it. And do you think... That's what it's about. Do you th-
1: do you think Stoker is like that because of his inability to direct um, English speaking actors or because I remember that when, when it came out, there was this narrative online about how, you know, no, they're they're acting like that on purpose. Like it's supposed to be like weird characters that are acting weird because the story is weird. And then you see it and it's kind of like, I don't, I don't know, it just kind of looks like they're just doing what they want. to. Do.
0: <laughs> I think it's both. I think he had it in his head that he wanted them to perform in a certain way where it's probably better if you're going to do like the stilted kind of weirdo characters. It comes across maybe a little more natural when you're dealing with the Korean actor, if you're a Korean director, because you can tailor that to their communicative sensibilities. Right. And having not directed real English-speaking actors before, because there are some English-speaking actors that come up in JSA and in uh, Lady Vengeance, but they're horrible. They're terrible actors because if you watch any, we've said this before, if you watch any Korean film and there's English-speaking actors in it and they're not famous and they're just locals, they're going to be fucking horrendous. They're going to be the worst (laughs) actors you see in a real movie that's probably decent. Um, And with Stoker, I do think it was just like, a learning curve and having a person in between who's gonna translate for him to give that direction. So I can only imagine how difficult that is, but That was one of the
1: things on on Squid Game that I really hated, it's like that. There you go,
0: yes. Those actors were horrible and they take you right out of the series.
1: It's like, how can you be bad at acting when we can't even see your face? (laughs) Like even the way that they would deliver the lines was bad uh, and they could, could have been fixed in post, I guess, by just doing uh, just the audio. But I, if you can't really tell because they speak a different language, then I guess that's what you that's what comes out. And that really took me out of that episode. So it was just like, just don't talk. Just don't have any American talk. This is terrible. So all the very um, acting school deliveries that they were giving. Uh, and yeah, like you said, every time you watch anything that's Asian, has an English speaking actor and the directorization and it's going to take away from it
0: yeah and i don't think that's something you run into when you're watching french movies or russian movies that have english-speaking actors at all it seems like it's exclusively asian films i guess because there's just very little overlap there um Yeah. yeah they reminded me of you know, I already said PlayStation, but it really was like when you're playing a PlayStation 2 game and they have voiceover actors yep. that are really hamming it up, even when they don't need to. It was like that. Um,
1: or, or like when you listen to if you listen to Squid Game with the dub, that's what everyone sounds like. Mm. <laughs> that's every time there's a, uh, a dubbing, it's always just not great actors delivering dialogue that just sounds odd.
0: Of course. Uh, do you think that this movie has the best cinematography of his films?
1: Of uh, The ones I've seen, at least. Oh,
0: mm, I, I think it, it at least has maybe the best visual style.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the texture that this movie has, too. Uh, I don't know if it was because of the way that it was shot, but it's very gritty and dirty when it needs to be. And then the scenes where he is in the bad guys apartment everything is very pristine and clean looking so there's a there's a, a big difference there of of the uh vis I guess visual uh texture. Um I really like the handmaiden the way it's shot. I think the cinematography there the cinematography there is great but at least from the ones that I've seen after rewatching Old Boy today it's yeah, every every shot is, has its own, its purpose, and and you can tell that he's, you know, crafted every single scene uh, to perfection almost. So, I, I would say that yeah.
0: You know so what you just said there made me realize. I think what my biggest problem with Decision to Leave was, and maybe why it felt um, a little more stripped down compared to his other films, and I think it's because, especially with Old Boy, you notice that there is a very strong sense of set dressing of wanting the locations to look a certain way yeah. and with decision to leave it just kind of felt like a modern slightly westernized Korea mm-hmm. where people's living spaces were kind of empty uh, the outdoor locations were a little too spacious and they weren't particularly visually distinct um, it, it I don't know it was kind of like he slacked as far as that went and it felt very director for hire yeah very
1: sanitized very that police station too did it just looked like a police station yeah you know it didn't have anything special about it it was it i i don't even know if it felt like like it was set in i mean i guess i guess it does but there wasn't anything like visually interesting or or specific to that area Mm -hmm. uh, of the world where you could tell that immediately is that uh which just added to the dullness of it and how it uh, at least to me it felt like it was missing that park chung-wook uh craft a little bit. yeah
0: and i think um you know you visit somewhere like korea and what you notice is that have, everything right? yeah of course right. um and everything is like 20 years behind same thing kind of with japan uh in terms of style or um just like the general setting of things You know, everything's obviously up to date, but the sort of um, matters of convenience Mm -hmm. aren't as uh, focused in on. And so you have a lot of things that are inconvenient, but uh, they're like physical flourishments of a given location, pay phones, uh, the way the subways look, uh, certain shops, certain stores, places you can hang out. Um,
1: Vending machines on the street
0: yeah, something as simple as that. that That's a very like easy go to thing you can point out. Like things that people take for granted and weed it out here yeah. in the West uh, are still plenty active over in Japan because there is a mentality there that uh, keeps the the elder population in mind and their lack of ability to adapt to whatever the quicker thing is. So they're not as fast to push that away. And because of that, you go to one of these places, and it kind of feels like you're visiting 1997. You're visiting, yeah, uh, 2003. So yeah, you um, walk
1: to the restaurant. You don't get DoorDash sent to your yeah. home.
0: <laughs> I did it. You know, I did get like a DoorDash thing in Korea, and the dude brought me real plates and silverware, and you had to leave it outside, and he would go and pick it up the next day. So that's how Korea is.
1: Yeah, they trust you to not steal that and sell it for crack <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: all right where, where else can we go with old boy before we get into the 2013 uh spike lee remake
1: um it's a classic that should have never been remade and probably should
0: oh
1: that was the cut uh and should never be remade again i think it's one of those movies that should just be left to be what it is and um what can you think of Another movie that's like, like that where, well, I guess a lot of the old ones where it's just untouchable, where it's just like, this should never be remade other than like, what's the one that everyone says the, um... Casablanca. Right. Casablanca or the... The Godfather. Uh, yeah. Fear City. <laughs> uh. What is the
0: Rosebud movie? I'm so bad with my fucking memory. Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. Every Kevin Costner film, we all agree <laughs> as a people, should never be remade. Bull Durham uh, should never right. be remade. <laughs> that's the first Kevin Costner movie I can think um,
1: uh, Yeah, if you've never watched uh, Old Boy, if you're not familiar with Korean cinema, that's probably a great... Oof, I don't know if that's a great movie to start because then you're starting at the top. Yeah, so maybe watch a couple of other Park Shark movies first and then get to Old Boy because uh, like you said, it's probably the, the best career movie ever made, um, and uh, should have never been given to Spike Lee. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the highest recommends I, I've given in this show, I think, if, if you haven't seen it.:
0: I think it's pretty close to a perfect movie. Um, it is a masterpiece. It's, it's very difficult. Uh, to top, if you're Park Chan-wook, uh, at the time this was his fourth film because he directed The Moon is the Sun's Dream in 1992. Trio came out in the mid-'90s, JSA, Mr. Ven... Yeah, this is his fifth film. And everything after uh, is good, and I think you can, you can see him kind of crystallize what his style from this period is. And it trickles... Some of that greatness from this movie... You see, trickles into uh, Lady Vengeance, which is the follow-up to this movie. It has a lot in common. It uses some of the same cast members and spins uh, Choi Min Sik, the lead of this film, into the villain of that movie. And um, let spoil it. Well, I mean, it's, it, I, it's I didn't been... say what he does what? or anything, but
1: it's only been 20, 20 <laughs> years almost.
0: <laughs> yeah, eighteen years, nineteen years. So I, I, I agree. I think this is the the best entry point someone can make in terms of trying to get into uh, Korean film and uh, at, at the same time, yeah, it, it, you're not going to find anything better than Old Boy. Probably. Probably. I don't know. There's a lot of movies out there. Memories of Murder is certainly up there. Um, I Saw the Devil is one of my favorites.
1: Not his, but, you know, yeah. Korean, right? That's Korean. Well,
0: my thing with I Saw the Devil is as good as that is, and I think it's, perfectly very good movie uh it's at times a little cartoonish for my Mm -hmm. liking because it goes into well the yeah so the thing about that movie is it goes from like this is a a crime thriller this is like michael Mann, this is manhunter or whatever and then you get into like texas chainsaw massacre 2 territory a bit and And it's like troy
1: minsink just being goofy but also a creep
0: yeah you have like serial killer best friends who, who do yeah. st- like, and it's just like, what, are, all right, what is this? And then you hop out of that and it goes right back to gritty hard boiled crime movies. So I, I don't know. Uh, movie. Yeah. It's a little wishy-washy. Um, as far as that goes, as far as, uh, 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 consistency goes. All right. Yeah. Old boy, great movie. Check it out if you haven't seen old boy, 2003, not 2013. And, uh, we're going to get into the follow-up, the highly awaited follow-up 10 years after. How about that? All right, that has been Movies for this week. Please join us for the next episode. Uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, this is going to be a Patreon exclusive. So go sign up at low res, pay, Excuse me, patreoncom res and we will see you in the $5 tier.